Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niles Spain, and we are your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations award winningly. Award winningly put, we are a sex and dating advice podcast. We find questions either roaming in the wild on the internet, uh, or we get them from our wonderful listeners such as yourself. We answer them right here as a team award winningly also. And then we poach them illegally. Hmm? We poach them? The, the questions that we find roaming the wilds. You're not meant to tell people. We've been denying that for years. We don't we don't have the license to hunt on the king's land. There's no king on the internet, not anymore. We don't we don't recognize his authority. There's a game that's like that where it's like you have to collect materials and stuff, but if a guard catches you hunting, you get in a bunch of trouble. Skyrim. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm incredibly hungover. Well, I'm not incredibly hungover. I'm now just entering into regular hung- hangover state. Dane, 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 we're professionals. I cannot believe you do this. Uh-huh. I cannot believe you do this. Well, I did. I've spent, I've spent three years being completely sober for every episode, never hungover. And, and I believe there this. is an episode <laughs> somewhere where you were at a work party and you yep. came in and you were... That's the joke. There's an episode I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I edit all these and I don't remember any of them. So Yeah, but that's just due to your special brain and not <laughs> a lot of alcohol. They go into my mind palace where they, they live forever. Is, would we call it a palace? I feel like you'd yeah, be able to find things in a palace. No, it's so big. It's oh, it's so just expensive. so big and grand. It's not just a jumbled dirt mess. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my life. No, true. Uh, you ready for a question? I guess. Yeah, my, my boy working donut eighty two is hitting us with. Actually, I don't even know if it's uh, my boy or my girl or my anything else. So I'm just gonna say working donut eighty two says, "Is it unreasonable not to date people who have had sexual relationships outside relationship?" Oh. Had sexual relations outside relationships. Basically had that conversation with a friend of mine. Personally, if someone I date told me about sexual relationships outside relationships, friends with benefits, hookups, etc., it would be negative for me. At the end, it all boils down to similar definitions of sexual intimacy. Sex outside relationships sounds rather unattractive to me. And of course, I never had hookups slash friends with benefits. After that conversation with a friend and his reaction, I'm not sure if that's an unreasonable thing. You sound like a lot of fun. You do sound quite fun. I wonder why you haven't had many hookups. Uh, We're certain judgy, and I'm I'm okay with it. Oh, I, this is going to be the like this is going to be my caddy Mean Girls episode where I'm going to unleash the the pain that's in my head. Miller unmasked. Once. Yeah, look, we've talked about it a bunch of times. Don't judge people for how they want to live their lives, and if it's something that you don't like, fine, you're wrong. Like, you're just straight wrong. I know we can talk about, you know, ethics and opinions and everything, but the idea that sex should only be between two people in an exclusive monogamous relationship and anyone who has sex outside of that parameter is a negative is stupid. It's dumb. It is. It is. And, like, even if you want to – you can look at it very many ways. Like, firstly, you're kind of devaluing anybody who has – non-monogamous relationships right so like i'm sure polyamory doesn't sit well with this person and it's just like 
that's just a wild stance to begin with anyway, just being like everything else is void and shit and wrong. But secondly, it's like it, it's weirder and harder to get a sexual relationship, like to wait until you're in a relationship to get one. Most people will get into one after seeing someone for a while, after having sex with them, after doing all these things. So it's like societally, the odds are there that someone would have sex before they're in a relationship. So it's like, is it unreasonable? Yeah, I think it kind of is because I think you're setting yourself up for failure because the majority of people have had sex outside of actual committed relationships, even if it later becomes one. Yeah, the idea of also not having sex with someone you're about to enter into a relationship with, like I would never, ever date someone that I hadn't slept with. Of course not. Because sex is a big part of relationships. It's a big part of, yep. uh, you know, what I value, you know, like I, I want to have a really, really good sexual relationship with my partner. And I want to make sure that the sexual chemistry is there. I want to make sure that we're compatible. I want to make sure that, you know, that it's good. Mm-hmm. Imagine getting into a relationship and finally finding someone that you really like. And then the sex is bad. And then having to be like, Hey, you suck in bed. So yeah. I'm going to leave now. I've, I've wasted a lot of time and effort and we're both like emotionally on the hook now, but I have to break up with you because this sucks. Yeah, you're bad at blowjobs or whatever. Yeah, or the alternative is also just being like, well, this is my life. I found a person I like. The sex is terrible, but mm-hmm. what else What else can I do? And then you live a unfulfilling sexual life for as long as you're with that person. 100%. Yeah. And it's like in a lot of cases, it's not even just bad sex as in like, oh, I don't feel great. It can be bad as in dangerous or like unsafe or toxic or you know what I mean? And these are things you need to know. Like if you're with someone who disrespects your boundaries or is aggressive or violent or any of these things and you're in a fucking relationship with them, it's mm-hmm. so much harder to leave that situation. And you've got the sunk cost fallacy, et cetera, et cetera. And they've got way more access into your life, too. So it's like uh, it's just like you, you're wrong. Just the fact that like life should be spontaneous and fun. So if mm-hmm. you're on vacation, you run into someone, you find, you know, you have that like that spark, that little, you know, every now and then something comes along and you just have to have someone like yeah. you're going to re- be like, nope, not for me. Yeah. Or that, you do. And then you're a hypocrite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it just seems so those, unfun. Those flings, especially like holiday flings. They're great. They're so great. People write movies about that shit. They're so great. So That's I just also like a great way to like learn yourself too, right? Like it, 100%. like understanding who you are as a sexual person comes through experience and expression. And if mm-hmm. you have given yourself, you know, you have a whole fucking playground, but instead you've chosen like one, one little square foot in the very back behind some bushes and you haven't experienced the rest of the fucking playground. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And also, Hey, fuck it. If this is what you want to do, by all means, but to then turn what you personally choose to do as a judgment call against other people. Yeah. Nah, man, that's not it. That's not it. Especially you know? one that's so rigid and so far out of pocket. You know what I mean? Like the idea mm-hmm. that you want to find someone who feels the exact same way, who has never had a one night stand, who has never hooked mm-hmm. up, who's never had a friends with benefits and has only had sex in relationships. 
The fact that you're yeah. looking for that and you're going to, you know, put your nose up and be like all snooty about it. If they have done any of those things, you're going to be living a long, sad, sexless, lonely life. Yeah, honestly, the odds are against you. And again, like, look, if that's something you personally want to do, that's fine. I don't agree. You know what I mean? I don't think it's the best way to do things. But like, if you're not hurting anybody else and that's just the thing you want to do, great. But when you start to judge people, do all that, yeah, you kind of are hurting other people. But secondly, it's like you're going to fuck yourself over so hard because, Mm -hmm. as Dane said, you're reducing your own personal dating pool massively. And after that, are you going to fuck yourself over by, oh, you do find somebody who's finally fits this bill that you're looking for? And it's been, you know, one person after 30 who've all had even just one one night stand that you can't even be near. So now what are you going to do? Choose this person who's not great just because they fit that one thing? Probably. Or are you going to go back and wait for another 30 people to go by? Yeah, it's it's an extreme version of people who are looking for who are just like, I need a boyfriend. Yeah. And then we'll uh, latch on to anyone who uh, gives them attention initially. You've now set the parameters so low that you're going to be even more likely to end up in a bad relationship because Mm -hmm. you've found someone who fits the very, very narrow, specific parameters that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And it's like, again, as Nell said, if that's what you want to do, sure. But you're probably going to be unhappy and very unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. And even then, I meant more like if you personally do not want to have sex unless you're in a relationship. Sure, whatever. I think you can set your preferences however you'd like. I still don't think it's a great idea, but whatever. But it's when you start to judge people and only date them in these ways, then I think you're harming both yourself and you're kind of being slut shamey to others as well. 100%. So I just, I wish we could like take whatever is like causing this weird like ick for you and just jettison it away because you would be a lot happier in your life because i think you'd be more open to fun sexual experiences and more importantly be more open to other people like a lot more other people i don't think i've ever met someone who's only had sex in relationships no so like you just wouldn't like no one i know you could go out with and i know some really fucking great people so that sucks for you that's the thing Right. Like how many great people are you passing upon the option of exploring a life together with because of this? And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And once again, I'll reiterate what I said at the very beginning. You're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is listen to this. Yo. Okay. I will. Would this be too out there to do to my husband? I'm going to say yes. (laughs) it's going to be one one of two ways it's either the most basic thing it's like would it be out there to make him coffee in the morning or it's like what if i hide something in his butt while he's sleeping and we turn it into a fun treasure hunt what if i hit him as hard as i can with a pair of skis paris what (laughs) pardon i said what i said my husband has an off day this friday so i think it's the perfect day to do what i always fantasized and edge him all day I was thinking initiating sex in the morning, getting him real hard, but not going forward with PIV. Then, as he chills around home and I'm running errands, I send him nude and sex and tell him he absolutely cannot come until I get back home. Maybe even call in to check in on him. Tell him to send me a picture of his dick to make sure he's still hard and hasn't taken care of himself yet. Uh, if anyone has more ideas on how to edge him without actually being there, that'd be great. Then, I'd purposely get home at night, tell him to sit down. Then, this is the part I'm nervous about. I'd stand on the couch, standing on the outside of his legs, with my ass in his face, and tell him to eat me out, but not allowing him to touch me at all. 
And after a while, I'd lean over and give him a blowjob upside down very, very slowly with my pussy still in his face. I've never done anything like this. But this fantasy turns me on so much, I'd love to try it. But I'm so intimidated, though. Is it a good idea? And then edit. So for the first time, I'm going to shorten the time frame from all day to a few hours. And I should clarify, I'm not going to leave him hanging with no explanation. Definitely going to tell him that there's more to come and to wait for me before leaving home. Okay. I have some concerns. Firstly, it's your fantasy, not his. Mm -hmm. And he is going to be the one in the lurch. So I think discussing it, and you did say, oh, I won't, you know, do it without explanation. But it's like there's a difference between doing something being like, oh, I'll, you know, you will come later and having a full discussion about how like, hey, I would like to edge you all day. Is that cool? Uh, yes. So that's my first concern is like great that you have this. But if you just kind of go into this without his consent, it's probably going to really suck for him unless that's specifically what he's into. So I think you definitely need to broach this subject. Uh, and get consent, enthusiastic consent. Two, yeah. uh, maybe maybe you don't understand how dicks work, but if you're asking for pictures while you're away at work during the day to make sure his dick is still hard, yeah. that's not how it works. His dick will remain hard no matter how horny he is for like a little bit, and then it'll go away whether or not he takes care of himself or not. He's not going to sustain a boner all day. And if he does, he needs to seek medical help. <laughs> You're going to go home to a dead husband. Yeah. Yeah. So like just so that, you know, you're aware because I don't want this to turn into a, oh, so you didn't jerk off. No. Why are you hard right now? What? You're lying. Like uh, just a massive misunderstandation. That's not yes. a word, but you know, of, of dicks. So that is very important. Did you say understandation? I did say understandation. Nice. Misunderstanding, I think, is what I was going for. Yeah, that's definitely a word. Yeah. But who could tell? Who could tell? Not me. Not me. So those are my two big ones. I like that you're excited to do something sexy. I like that you want to be in control. I like that you have this, you know, daring to you scenario where you get like eaten out from behind and blow them slowly. This is all great. But you need consent. And you need to know how dicks work. Yeah, I mean, I think you covered a lot of it. I think I hope that with your edit where you're like, oh, I'm going to make sure that he understands the situation, that mm -hmm. it is a a thorough explanation of like what's what's to come. Mm -hmm. And like, but obviously, I, you don't have to give a play by play of everything. But I think you do, as now said, like, I think you do have to be like, hey, today, I'm going to tease you all day. And then at the end of the day, you're going to get a reward or something, right? Like, let him know that. I would. I wouldn't even. Cruel? I wouldn't even say. It. I would just be like, "Hey, like, I wouldn't say what I'm gonna do. I would ask, and not maybe specifically like, hey, tomorrow.' But in general, I'll just be like, I have this fantasy of like edging you for like an extended period of time before we like really get down to it. Like, are you okay with that? Because some people really like a tease and an edge, and some yeah. people fucking hate it, especially if it goes on too long. Like, I've been in situations where someone's like, "I'm gonna tease you, and it's hot." But they don't understand when it stops, like, you know, diminishing returns, when yeah. it stops becoming hot and starts becoming like, okay, this actually fucking sucks. Which is, you know, I appreciate that. Again, in the edit, they were like, I'm going to do it bro, instead of a f all day to a few hours. Yes, so I great, think that that's way more effective. Yeah, that is a great uh, way to enter into this. Because if he does, you know, if you guys do get hot and heavy in the morning and then you're like, actually, no, 
I got to go to the bank. And then you go to the bank and, you know, you get back an hour or whatever after doing some errands and then you finish off. I think that is a great test, a litmus test to be like, are you actually into this? Is this something that you're enjoying? Because then you could turn it into an all day thing, right? And then it could become a thing of like, when he's at work, you can send him sexy pictures and being like, lead him on that way. And the same thing where like, you know, these days where he has off, it can become a, I wouldn't overdo it, but it could be a fun way to, depending on how long you've been together, spice things up a little bit. I think that'd be, I think it's a, a great idea. I think it's, uh, again, as, as Niles mentioned, as long as it is something that he's also going to be enjoying. I know you're concerned about this ass in the face thing, but I think as long as you figured out the logistics of it, because mm-hmm. your description of it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I don't know how yeah. you're going to be doing it, but like you either need to be very flexible, very tall, maybe both, or like he'd have to be almost off the couch. Yeah. So I would maybe practice standing on the couch first, because I don't think you realize how much uh, balance it takes to stand on squishy seats with you know people moving and like mm-hmm. you say Especially when you're you. hopefully coming really hard yeah i would say maybe let them hold on to you for stability mm-hmm. because the last thing you want to do is your knees buckle because your your husband's you know doing his job right and you go fucking face first through the glass <laughs> coffee table mm-hmm. so you know just just think safety measures here um maybe bend over the couch and let him, you know, like sort of get on his knees and go to town from behind that way. I would just try out this whole standing on the couch thing when you're by yourself first to see if you're like, ooh, no, actually, this is a good way to break my neck. But other than that, I hope uh, I hope you have a great time. I hope this works out for both of you. And hope you've added a little bit of extra something something to the, the, the monotony that you might have fallen into. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't, like, even if you don't have monotony, you could still spice things up. Yeah, that's the best part It's like you don't have to be bored to to get more exciting. If you're exciting, you can get a little bit more exciting and it's wonderful. So, yeah, I I love the energy that's coming through this uh, this post because it's like you want like I want a partner who does like that's something I look for in a partner, somebody who takes your sex life and wants to make it novel and adventurous. And like I, I think there are people out there who would never think of like, oh, my partner has a day off. Let's turn into a sexy day, you know, like. I think it's wonderful. So, you know, just make sure you get consent and make sure it's something they're into as well and learn a little bit about boners and you're good to go. And then maybe once you've done this for you, ask him if he has any fantasies and maybe you guys can just do like, like a, you know, a monthly or a weekly fantasy swap thing where one month it's, it's her turn to tease you and yada, yada and do whatever she wants to do. And then maybe you have the, maybe you like the idea of like, you know, tying her to the bedpost and, and like, going down on her or like teasing her or whatever, you know, I think this is a great way to open the door into more variations of play. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you should just check this off your list and be like, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a, this is a great sort of like gateway into uh, a more playful and explorative. Exploratory. Uh, exploratory. We're good with words today. We are very good. Our wordage is. Yeah. A more exploratory. Excellent sexual uh, relationship. So good luck. Oh, yeah. This is by a deleted user. The guy, male 26, I'm dating, female 18, got into a huge fight on first date, how to move forward. So I met this guy, I'll name him Ben for the sake of this post, on Plenty of Fish. We would talk back and forth on the phone for about a week before he asked me to a date, which I accepted. We were to have dinner and see a movie. 
He picked me up, and while we made our way to the restaurant, there was a guy driving next to us, and it made it seem like he wanted to race. I'm assuming from the type of car he and Ben had. I'm not big on car, but I know they were both sporty type. Long story short, the other guy beat him, and I laughed. Not at Ben, but because the mini race was fun. Ben must have assumed I was laughing at him, and from there, he treated me rude. I feel like from the beginning, he would do things to try to impress me, like talk how much money he made, his job, how many girls he dated slash slept with. You know, things that aren't appropriate to talk about with a girl you're trying to get with, but whatever. He would act very condescending, like he was really overcompensating for something. I brushed it off. At dinner, as we were leaving to the car and having a conversation, I forgot its entirety, but I remember him saying something to the effect of, yeah, like you want to suck that guy's dick from the road, referring to the guy he raced and lost to. I asked him to take him home because he was being rude, and I didn't want to continue the date. He got upset, shoved me against the car passenger door, and screamed me in my face, told me he was going to make me feel stupid and embarrassed like I supposedly tried to make him. Before leaving me in the parking lot, he put his hand up my shirt and groped my breasts. I did feel very stupid afterward. I requested a lift and went home. Yesterday, he texted me, Happy Thanksgiving, and asked to see me because he wanted to apologize for his behavior. I met, met up with him this morning before work, and he basically said I made him feel some type of way. Basically, his ego was bruised. I apologized for making him feel that way. He said he wants a do-over. I agreed, but what can I do to ensure something like this doesn't happen between us again? Don't go see him again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you were sexually assaulted mm-hmm. because you made a dude's ego feel bad because he lost a shitty street race in what I can only imagine is like a 1997 Honda Civic because this is the kind of energy this man is giving. Like, no, don't it's- go see him again. It's been one date, and he's running out of red flags to tick, and some of them are life in jail flags. Yeah. Like the ones remaining, which, again, there aren't many. This guy is absolute garbage trash. Never see him again. I And, like, I don't even want to talk. Like, I, I don't want to get into sort of, you know, dissecting this because I don't think there's anything to dissect. I think no. it is straight up, this guy's a bad person. He assaulted you, yeah. and his reasoning was... You made me feel bad because you think that if you get in a relationship with this guy, that there isn't going to be a time where you don't accidentally make him feel bad again. And like, hey, even if you had been trying to make him feel bad, this wouldn't be okay in any stretch of the imagination. But you literally were enjoying this dumb, stupid thing he was doing. So just know, like, that's the thing. There's no gray here. Yeah. The fact that you even talked to him after Mm -hmm. this. Is crazy, let alone meeting up with him again, let alone agreeing to a second date. Yeah. What are you doing? Please delete, yeah. the, tell him, be like, hey, sorry, no, or don't just block him. You know what I mean? Like, just be done with him. You do not deserve this. No one deserves it. And if anything, the dude should have a fucking criminal history after that. He yeah. sexually assaulted you in a parking lot after dinner because yeah. you laughed. Yeah. This guy's like an utter irredeemable piece of shit. Do not go on another date with him. Yeah, it's literally that's, only that's only it. going to end with you getting hurt. Yeah. So, no. Sorry, I know that one's shitty, but it just breaks my heart when we see these ones that are like, here's a giant red flag. What do I do next? It's like, you you run. Yeah. No, I think it's it's important every now and then to just be like, not good behavior should not be rewarded with second chances. Yeah. Um, this is from Canadian Boy. I, a 16-year-old male, think I hurt my partner, 16-year-old female, during sex. So my partner and I have been dating for nearly a year and decided we were both ready for the next step. We tried to have sex, but she told me that it burned when we tried missionary and all other positions. We tried to do a writing position, and we could get it all the way in, but we had to immediately stop because it hurt her. When I asked what type of pain it was, she said it was a stretchy burning pain. 
I don't know what I'm doing wrong or if there'd be anything I could do to fix it. I have tried using lots of lube in case that was the issue, but still no luck. What could the problem be and how can we fix it? Hmm. Okay, lube was going to be on my list. Yeah. Uh, it is very possibly vaginismus. Yep. Which has varying, do I want to say symptoms? Because symptoms seem more like something else, but associated uh, signs. Effects. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and like she would need to go see gynecologist and a doctor and try to work on it in that way. If that was the case, it also could just be like, despite lube, it's like, if she's very nervous or uncomfortable, like all the lube in the world, isn't really going to fix anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, I applaud the fact that you, you know, have the wherewithal to use lube. Cause I'm pretty sure there are people above the age of 16. We've had questions from that haven't. So Fair play. You have a decent head on your shoulders. And stopping when... Yes, like, and caring and posting yeah. and asking. So, like, all good signs from what I'm seeing. Um, so that's good. Yeah, the the tough thing about being this age is, as Nell said, going to a gynecologist would be my first step and my first my first advice. But I know a lot of people this age are, are nervous. Uh, mm-hmm. They also probably have to book with their parents and having mm-hmm. to explain why you want to go. It might be awkward or uncomfortable. But I, I would say that, like, this is something that you should take control of. I, I think your sexual health, and I hope, you know, parents are fucking weird, but it might be worth even, like, kind of making something up mm-hmm. to get an appointment. And then I know that usually that once you're alone in the room, you can, like, bring it up to your doctor. Hopefully there is a bit of privacy. Hopefully your parents aren't there. I don't really know how it works when you're that age, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know I if feel like it also remains on the parent and practitioner, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. So there's some other things. Um, as we know, there is, uh, what we call a hymen. It is a, a, like a membrane that covers the vaginal opening. Um, a lot of people think of it as barrier to be broken through, mm. but it is in reality, a much, a much more complex, uh, situation. For example, some people's hymen, uh, is barely, like almost like a crescent moon. Some people's it covers the entire uh, vaginal opening. So it, it really depends also on what her hymen looks like and, and how that is. So I think starting with other things like fingers would be a great way. Um, smaller toys would mm-hmm. also be a good way because those are things that you don't need to then worry about like remaining hard or you have a little bit more dexterity and a bit more ways to like alter angles and stuff to Mm -hmm. see what's working and what's hurting. And if if anything does feel good and just take it really slow, explain to her that you're on your, on her side, which it seems like you've made a parent this first time and be Mm -hmm. like, we're going to work through it together. And we'll, the second anything feels bad, we'll stop. If there's something that feels better or good, we'll, we'll push forward and we won't do anything you don't want to do. And I will listen to you. So you tell me if you want me to go a little harder, if you want me to go a little softer, a little slower, faster, and we'll work together and see if you can't sort of troubleshoot it with something outside of sex because you're young. Presumably, this is both your first time. Nerves never help any situation. No, so especially sort of- not this one where nerves may, in fact, be the problem, right? Yeah. So it's like, I think what Dane said is so paramount that like, if you're there and you're openly communicative and supportive and 
you know, you make it very clear that you are there for them and to help and you're not judging, you're not annoyed, you're not impatient. Yeah. Uh, you, you're not like grossed out. It's, you know, like, cause a lot of people would be a lot of those things. You are fully there as a partner and you're dealing with this problem positively together. That's going to go so far in every way, even if that doesn't help the problem, it's going to help her presumably for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? Like these situations shape us. And it's like, if you're shitty right now, that's not going to be good. If you're really good now, like you're building the blocks for both you and her to have a wonderful sex, sex life for the rest of your lives. So I love the energy so far. Be there, be patient, be calm, be kind, be supportive, be open, be communicative. And like, if it is the kind of thing where you need to go and see a gynecologist or whatever, hopefully you can do that. And if not, like, take your time, you know, it could be that when you're 16, like I remember when I was having sex at 15, literally, like, you would have to, you'd be at someone's house and their parents would pop down the shops for half an hour and you'd be like, pants off, quick. So it could be just a matter of like rushing it. And like, maybe it's trying to do it too quickly in the allotted time period. Maybe it's like discomfort from not being able to even like properly lie down the bed. So there could be a lot of factors at play here. And you can work through them, but I love the care and I hope that doesn't go anywhere. And um, you can also look into your area. Uh, there's usually in most major cities, um, places that have like sex clinics mm-hmm. and you might be able to go in without having to go through a parent and sit down with a health professional and talk this through. You're probably not going to get an examination or something as thorough as a gynecologist, but you would at least be able to talk to a medical professional because as we've said, we are not doctors. Yeah. We are not professionals. Um, we can only talk anecdotally from our experience. We've also used the wrong word multiple times for very basic <laughs> words already this episode. Yes. So um, so it might be worth um, popping into, I know, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, um, any say. of their office usually have like sex counselors and people that you can talk to about this kind of stuff. And they are the only different or like, you know, the risk there is if someone sees you, they might think you're getting an abortion and which might cause a lot of turmoil in your lives. So there's, you know, things like that, but it, it's certainly not a bad idea to try to go to, you know, a, a third party um, outside of your, your medical professionals of your family and, and chat with, with a medical professional in, in a, a, a more sexual oriented field and space. Mm-hmm. So that's also a, an option that you can explore if you have something like that near you. Yeah, 100%. And uh, good luck. My friends are saying I'm too picky after I rejected a guy recently for a single reason I saw as a deal breaker. I'm not sure where I should draw the line anymore. This is by Miraleth. I, 26-year-old female, recently that's decided to start dating. What? That's a great name. I'm going to steal it for no Do quest. It. Do it. Throw it on our other podcast and they'll never yeah. know. I, 26-year-old female, recently started to date again after taking a year-long break to get over a difficult relationship. I've met a few people throughout the last year, but I never felt genuinely ready to get back into it, so I've just seen people casually but would avoid anything too serious. Met a guy, 35, through some mutual friends of mine at a party a few months ago. They told me of a lot in common, and they were right. He likes to travel, cook, practices the same dance style as me, is an avid hiker, cyclist, runner, and was all around an interesting person to talk to. We really hit it off, so I agreed to several, several more dates. Last weekend, he came over to cook together, and we started talking about our jobs. He was complaining his job required a COVID vaccine and boasted he was able to fake it with forged documents. He asked me if I got vaccinated, and I said, of course, I work in the medical field. He already knew about my work, and we talked about a lot of other dates, so I'm surprised he would think otherwise. He asked if I got my other vaccines, and I told him, of course. 
I have to keep them updated. There are several mandatory in my domain. He told me I should just fake it like him. I shrugged, told him I had nothing against vaccines. I saw them as beneficial, especially in my line of work where I come in contact with blood and other bodily fluids on a regular basis. He told me he was not vaccinated at all. His mom was against modern medicine, so he was raised with only natural medicine. He then said he turned out fine, so he doesn't understand why so many people feel the need to get them. Apparently, their mother disowned one of his half-brothers for getting his children themselves vaccinated. He asked me if I would get my future children vaccinated. I said I would if I had any. He got really quiet after that, and the subject was changed. In the end, it didn't sit right with me. So as well as we clicked on everything else, I decided to end it after the date was over. He went in for a kiss and asked if we could see each other again. I told him I simply don't think we'd be a good match. He asked if it was the vaccine thing, and I admitted that it was. He told me he was disappointed and thought I was more open-minded. Than I thought it was the right thing to do, but now several friends and some family members are saying otherwise. Some people say it's not a big deal, and it was unfair of me to reject him for his life choice and beliefs. This would be like rejecting someone for being vegan, but I disagree, mostly because I wouldn't reject someone because of their dietary choices. Sister Sarah's picky, and I would end up alone if I reject something, someone for something so menial, which is why I'm still single in my mid-20s. That stung, so I decided I'd get some outside opinions. I'm worried they might be right, etc. They are not right. They're wrong. They are I like wrong. I like this episode because I get to tell people that they're wrong. It's true. Um, the, the false equivalency of saying, oh, I chose in the middle of a global pandemic to not get a vaccine that could help put this thing to bed... Uh, while lying illegally and putting people at risk, including yeah. myself. And then equating that to someone being like, I don't want to eat meat. <laughs> it, like, There's no effect on other people based on what you choose to eat, unless what you choose to eat is people. Yes. If you're a cannibal, sure. <laughs> unless you're a very bad vegan, you're not being unhealthy to yourself. You're definitely not being unhealthy to other people. Also, it's just like, there's so many levels here where like one, he's completely doing something illegal, putting his job at risk, putting other people at risk, utter lack of care for other people, utter lack of care for yeah. science and medical knowledge. And also the kind of person who can only look at something that happened to them and be like, I turned out fine. Therefore, that's proof that everybody would turn out fine. Yes. That's like you don't want to date someone that dumb. <laughs> like you just don't. There's layers of things, as Nile said. Also, do you really want to be involved with someone whose mother is so overbearing that she's still pulling the strings, like disowning family? Like, mm -hmm. if you guys did get married, like, and had kids, do you really think that she wouldn't be saying, you know, whispering in his ear to not get them vaccinated, blah, blah, blah? There's, well, literally, the half-brother got his kids vaccinated. I mean. So, they, yeah, you'd be fucked. Do you yeah. really want to live with that ransom hanging over you? You cannot date people that you don't fundamentally agree with you're in the medical professional or profession you probably understand the science and benefits of having a vaccine mm -hmm. as you've clarified so i wouldn't date someone who was trying to convince me that like the holocaust didn't happen yeah right that was, it, it's like this i mean i get a little bit of a false equivalency but like at the same time it's like i know things that happened and i know like i wouldn't want to spend my time with someone or commit my life to someone whose worldview, despite their personal preferences and stuff, you know, it's not like she's like, oh, you're Jewish. Sorry, I'm not interested. Or, oh, you're Christian. Sorry, I'm not interested. But if you were dating someone or you found out that their religious beliefs were, uh, you know, if they were like, oh, I'm a Christian. If you were like, oh, absolutely. Not. I will not date you because of your religion. I think, eh. but if he was like, oh, I'm a Christian and I believe that all gay people are going to hell and mm. I 
believe that interracial marriage is wrong. And Man, I also get believe the that, fuck out, you piece of shit. Yeah, then it's like you're not a bad person. You're not mm-hmm. persecuting someone because of their religion. You're persecuting people because or you're you're avoiding people because of really bad worldview. Yeah. And like this has so many, so many like consequences for your life were this to go further, because your partner's at risk. You're at risk. If you or he him gets sick and he refuses to like believe in medicine, that's going to be an interesting fight. Also, you're in the medical field. He doesn't respect your field at all because like anti-vax sentiments always come with the they're pushing the narrative. They're lying. They're faking deaths as COVID. It's like how long before he's like, you know, like just there's nothing wrong with this. We could talk about this all day. You know, you're right. I don't understand why everyone else is getting weird about it. Because of the societal pressure that women can't be single. Mm-hmm. Right? I also love That's, where she's like, I'm single in my mid 20s. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah, you should mid-20s be. Everyone should be. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like I think that's like everyone is looking and, and they're like, oh, time's ticking for mm-hmm. Stephanie here. You got to get in a relationship. It doesn't matter if you hate the person. It's yeah. better than being single. Well, the thing is, you can't have sex when you're single. So I kind of get where they're coming from. Right? It's true. Yeah, if you do. You will oh, just know blacklisted immediately. So, yeah, just you're good. And you're good. This is kind of like what happened earlier where it's like, no, you know, you're in the right. And I hate that it's being second guessed. You just got to do what we always say, and you got to stick with your guns. <laughs> Didn't we say to not change your guns? Don't change your guns. Don't change your guns. That's what I'm saying. Put yeah, that as the title again. You know, that's one of our most popular episodes ever. Is, <laughs> Maybe it, I'll make it a, Don't Change Your Guns Part 2. <laughs> please do. Please do. I really hope that we have a bunch of like gun nuts who like looked up a different podcast, but then listened and then stuck with us. If you are, let us know. We don't know why that episode's the most popular. I know. And we want to know. And hey, if you did come, if you were lured in by our weird titles and you stick you stick around, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, are you ready for this one? It's it's going to be a trip, but I don't think it'll be too long. This is Fwest Loki 70. I got to take a deep breath before I do this. Am I worth it as a guy who is sensitive like myself worth it? I have been recently feeling hurt as that I have liked quite a lot was nice to her and all. She has an ex who is always bad to her, but she never bothered noticing me nor talking me more as I cared for her more and all that her ex did. Why did she lie to me as I have always been honest, but I don't hate her at all for what she did. Forgive her. She never replied to me with a different message when I send her beautiful messages and of course compliments, but of course not always. But it's the way I am like writing compliments to a woman of beauty because women deserve more in life. A man who cherished them so much like they're the world to them, you know? Her ex was also behind it, and she let it happen. She knew what would happen, but that's the way she chooses her life. I don't get why a woman of her beauty, who can be a wonderful person, by the way, because anyone can, and is in their own way, but that's just the story, but a brief part of it won't go further. And the type of guy I am is sensitive, can be very sensitive, nice, very nice even, kind-hearted, forgiving, generous, improving, polite, has manners, gentle, gentleman, very sweet, very sweet even, positive, heartfelt, humble, sympathetic, empathetic, mature, and many other things, including honest. I'm not sure these traits are really that good anymore. I'm still holding on and being myself, and part of being myself is helping others and so, but I am not sure what women would ever like me, and I am also very caring, but the type of woman I like is mostly personality and heart-wise beauty is fine and all, but beauty within. I just would like to meet that certain someone one day, a woman he likes me because of not my appearance or anything, because beauty and appearance is BS anyway. Does anyone agree? 
on that. Yes. But that is just my opinion. My experience oh. and overall doubts in finding the special woman for me, I wouldn't mind if she's strong or sensitive or anything like that, even smart and all beautiful, even from the outside. But as long as she is beautiful on the inside, that is best. A most cherishable thing in a woman. But in general, I care for all women. But one is special. All women really need a man more of good personality than good looks because good looks can be deceiving. It's an unfortunate truth. So what do any of you think? I get this might be out of context completely and too long. What do you all think overall? Just a general? Just a general... <laughs> Overall, you think there were times in there where I got strong Donald Trump vibes, right? Nice, very nice. Even is this Trump's alt account? Do you think? And he's having issues with Melania. But you know what? Uh, well, I think we all know there's trouble with Melania. I, I had flashbacks to a certain someone that we haven't right? checked in on in a very long time. That's but this like the vibes you, I was getting. Do you think this is the stinky ex of Bad Bitch or Better Bitch? Better Bitch. Oh my god. Maybe. Do you think this is the stinky ex who got hit by a car and came back to life? <laughs> he sounds like he got hit by a car. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's absolutely no punctuation in case you're wondering why I read it like I was falling off a building. Oh, no, I understood. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. this sounds like a someone who's had a severe head wound via a car and is I also don't... rotting from the inside. So one of the comments... I don't blame you, but you need to explain. What did she do? Were you dating and then her ex broke you up? I'm complete. I'm confused. Please explain what happened. Thanks for saying it nicely. So what happened no, was no, when no, I no, met no. her, she seemed nice. She had nice vibes and felt she was a good person. Although I developed feelings for her, which I honestly didn't want. I just wanted more friends. I've been through rejections and relationships, so not bothered with it, really. I also questioned as to why I feel again. Didn't really want nor like the fact I felt those feelings because I knew they were not the right time. It should go naturally, you know? We came to know each other more. Her ex is not a good person because he treats her friends she makes badly, and that's why they broke up. I was being myself because the one important thing in life, taking it slow and all, let everything go naturally, was very nice to her, honest and all. But something felt that she was hiding something as we talked about her personalities together and was wanting to get to know me better. That's well, not even a quarter into this answer. But I'm going to yeah. stop for your sake because I think I've made your headache worse. Yeah, I'm now hung over again. Good. So what do you think overall? <laughs> Just, it's just I don't even know what to address. I think this man has too many, too many voices in his head talking to him, and I'm not implying that he has like a severe mental illness or anything. But I think that there are, I think there's a an internal monologue that mm. needs to chill the fuck out, and I think he needs therapy. So I think one of the important things about this, and it's very hard to discern what's actually happened. But, like, he's never been with this person. She never bothered noticing me. But her ex is a bad person. But he's such a good person. Even the question, am I worth it? Is a guy who is sensitive like myself worth it? There's nothing wrong with being sensitive. But you got to stop being in these, like, I deserve this person. Because I tick the box of being nice. Well, it's, it's you know, it's falling into the nice guy TM. 100%. Box, 100%. Right? And yeah. in my opinion, the only way to get over that is with professional mental help. And I think this gentleman would benefit greatly from talking to a health professional or a mental health professional mm -hmm. and sort of like right now he's his head is like a tumbleweed. Yeah. Right. Like and I think that that definitely needs to be, you know, deconstructed and straightened out and 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 smoothed over a little mm -hmm. bit so that if he does want to convey his thoughts or his concerns or his feelings, that they come out rational and mm -hmm. understandable, because right now it seems like you've got a lot of feelings and a lot of a lot of thoughts that and no aren't periods. 
<laughs> that aren't uh, that coming out as, as anything meaningful to anyone, probably even yourself. You probably have no idea what you're asking right now. Yeah. But I just, I think like even before, you know, mental health, like professional help and all that, it's like you need to realize, and a lot of people need to realize this, that you don't earn women by being a nice person. You don't earn a partner by just ticking a box of like, oh, I'm nice and kind and blah, 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 like in a vacuum over there. It's like, you don't just hit your kindness quota and somebody appears in front of you being like, want to date? It's like, you could be the nicest person in the world, but like no one's owed to be your partner as a result mm. of that. And like this weird, like sense of entitlement where it's like, wait, I've done my part. I'm, I'm nice. So where, you know, why don't I own this person or why aren't they mine? Like that, that's such a toxic bullshit thing. It's like, I get it. It can suck when you are nice and hopefully you actually are. I feel like anyone who says these things aren't inherently nice because the nice people do things because they want to, yes. Because because they're nice, right? Because mm-hmm. they're but like everyone that always says like, oh, God, girls don't want nice guys. It's like, mm-hmm. well, are you nice or are you do, trying to be nice to get girls? Because those are two very different things. I I agree fully. I do also think though there is room for if you see a bunch of really great things happen to someone who sucks. Like there's kind of a what about me? And it's not like you've done these nice things to have whatever, but there's just kind of like a life is unfairness. And it's fine to feel that for a minute. Sure. It's not fine to then be like, but I'm owed that woman. You know what I mean? And that's the point I was trying to make. It's like, yeah, we get it. You can feel that way in a in a flash almost like jealousy because it kind of is jealousy right but like it's how you act on it that matters and if you act on that by being like but i'm owed it's like you're reducing this poor woman to your niceness prize like fuck that that's not it yeah like women are vending machines that you just like put in your nice tokens exactly like hey we got you for an hour now and as dane says the irony is that type of thinking is inherently not nice not nice very bad so you just got lawyered. You ain't nice. And that's like, you see it all the time where people are like, oh, I'm I'm going to go and help her do chores or mm-hmm. I'm going to go help her build furniture. And it's like, you're not doing it because you want to. You're not doing it because it's something nice to do or to help out. You're doing it because you think that this will put a little bit of weight into your, I can have sex with you soon, like column. And like, if that's what you're doing, if the only reason you're doing nice things for a person, you know, it, same thing with like, oh, you hold a you hold the door for a really pretty girl, but you're not going to hold it for like the dude with the walker or the unattractive person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but if there's a hot woman behind you, you're going to hold the door, hoping that she's for 10 fucking minutes. Yeah, you're going to lock eyes and, you know, a Faith Hill song is going to play and you're going to fall in love and that's going to be your adorable meet cute. Mm-hmm. Um like that that's not a nice thing you're not doing a nice thing you're self-serving yourself with a you know weird fantasy of how human women work and also learn to put periods in things i'm sorry like maybe also see an english teacher and they did clarify english is their first language so i'm not being mean (laughs) or i'm not being overly mean so schedule pick a day where you go see your therapist and then immediately go to a like a a grammar collective Mm -hmm. Grammar Collective. Why am I part of that? I feel like you are. I'm definitely not. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it, friends. That is the end of our show. But before we go. Whoa, what happens before we go? Whoa. Before we go, we like to jump onto our online dating platforms, such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Comb through profiles to look for red flags, see what works, what doesn't work, in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. 
to spice it up. I got something to admit. I don't know if we've done this one before. And that okay. is, no, but it's bad. Because if we have done it before, I should remember. And if we haven't done it before, I should know. And I don't know. And I don't know what that says about me. But this is Alexa. Here's the situation. I need someone to come over, discreet as shit, and come in a bowl for me so I can make fried chicken and test a theory. No, you don't have to eat it. And no, it's not a sexual thing. But I'll jack you off if that's what you need. Come is protein, right? And protein combines shit. So instead of eggs, come. Makes sense to me, but will it work? I need to know. Have we done that? No, we definitely have not done okay. the cum, cum fried chicken. I don't know if it's like that I've read it before when it got sent to me and it's burned in my brain or if it's because Certainly. a friend of ours was asked to make cum-based cocktails. Yeah, no, um, maybe all of it, but we definitely, I don't remember that unless I've blacked it out of my mind, which is also a possibility because I do that quite a bit. The mind palace, it's too big to hold. <laughs> maybe there is a room, there's a large kitchenette where there's just a woman jerking a bunch of people off to make because that's going to be a lot of cum this unless thing, you make right? very, like very small like little chicken nuggets but if you're going to try to like coat a breast and cum that's, hey that's a lot of tried, we've all tried to coat a breast and cum am i right it's the first time we made a joke like any other sex and dating advice podcast by man it's true. Um, okay. I, I don't really know how to rate this because as a dating profile, it's not great. You're not looking for a date. You're just trying to find, you're trying to find like a, a cum harvest. You're trying to source some locally, locally sourced cum. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a zero because it's not a dating profile. You, yeah. This is essentially a Kijiji ad looking for goods and services. Were I single, I'd be like exciting, sexual, getting jacked off, worrying while she tries to feed me. What else is there coming? Yes. yes it's the, a zero. It's a, it's a dark Kijiji post. It's not it's not Tinder. This is Megan. It's a Tinder profile. And it says, we'll say we met on Hinge. <laughs> That's it? Yep. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't right. know why I find that very fucking funny. It's it's I I giggled at it too. I was like, that's actually really fucking because you're like you're taking that fucking we'll say we met at the grocery mm -hmm. store bullshit that everyone is so ashamed. But it's like clearly you're acknowledging that Hinge is like a higher quality product. Also, circling back to that question about the dude who got all fucking annoyed that she laughed. You met him on Plenty of Fish. Yeah, you need, to, you need to get off Plenty of Fish for the love of Christ. What is it? Two thousand and two. I know. Have you seen Plenty of Fish? No, but I have heard this really good alternative, Plenty of Beef. And I think Plenty of Beef. That's the A. I'm going to download pl Plenty of Fish for you so I can show you tonight. Sure. It's a nightmare. It literally looks like someone went back in time and stole like GeoCities mm -hmm. and used that to build an app. There's like live streaming. It's, uh, it's a horrible fucking live nightmare. Live streaming. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, I'll we'll take a look at it while we stuff our faces with wings tonight i'm you know what it's very funny obviously i would like more details but i'm gonna give it an eight i'm, I'm giving it an eight as well i i thought it's it it just flips things on its head and i appreciate that kind of humor yeah i know you're smart and you're funny like and that's two pretty big ticks already and it's like yes i would love to know more about you but like it, it'll get me the message i'm gonna hit you with a tinder opening and this a was tinder sent to what? one of our friends a tinder opening so like they matched and she said, okay, yeah, yeah. so we can rate this. He just wondering if you would be interested in shoving your dick in my ass. Bring a few friends if you want. I assume the he is hey. Yes. Misspelled. So, hey, just wondering if you'd be interested in shoving your dick in my ass. Bring a few friends if you want. I mean, she knows what she wants. It's true. But let me tell you, ladies, if this is your tactic, if this is just who you are, 
we're all going to think you're going to murder us. Yeah. We th- or you're going to charge us in a like insane amount of money and there's going to be a large pimp in the room who's going to beat the shit out of us. Yeah. Or alternatively, the only people that are going to come over are either really dumb and don't think that or are so sketchy that they're cool with it. I think it's a loser's game. Yeah. So if ladies, I'm I'm not here to squash your dreams of getting railed and, and fucked in the ass by strangers off Tinder. By all means, you do you chase your bliss. But you need to have a little bit more chill mm-hmm. so that we aren't as suspicious because as much as this is every person's dream. Yeah, it's so much not the reality that yeah. you're not going to come like literally and figure it would be like it'd be like if I was like a, a, a trillionaire and I was like, I'm going to give a million dollars to a bunch of people on Tinder and everyone I matched with. I was like, hey, if you meet me here, I'll give you a million dollars. They're like, not coming. No, I'm not. I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's no way. I'm, that's not going to happen. It's the same sort of fear. Million dollars. Anal with a stranger, you know? Yeah, my ex's roommate, a very attractive girl, broke up with a guy and was like, I'm getting laid tonight. Like, I'm getting revenge laid. I don't care. But would literally just go up to guys. And like, on a night out, she would get approached so many times. But she was the one doing the approaching. We just walk up to him like, hey, you want to come home and fuck me? And everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> and she was so upset. And I was like, yeah, because they think it's a trap. Yeah. I'm like you you could just chill for a minute or talk to someone for 10 20 minutes and then invite them home and you're going to be fine. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 1. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes a little bit. I don't think it's the way. Uh this is Sarah. Uh she they pan kinky certified spooky bitch TM. Love child of Sailor Moon and Elizabeth Cylinder. Sal- way into Star Wars, TTRPGs, horror movies, knitting. Death doula, satanic temple member, relationship anarchy, partnered, no cops or military, ACAB, BLM. And there's a bunch of emojis. Uh, it's like a dog or a wolf, a star. Uh, oh, so a pur- sigma, a sag. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a purple wolf devil emoji. Sigma, obviously. Black heart, rainbow, spider, two hearts, and a bat. And then a man and woman and a woman and a woman. Looking for casual dates and friends. There's some gens that are like laughing their ass off that we don't know what they all mean i think that is just a a, a quick summary nope. of what they're about nope uh i like a lot of this i don't think there's anything in there i don't like well isn't there relationship anarchy relationship anarchy yeah i'm not really sure what that means but like so relationship anarchy is okay. it's a it's like a poly thing okay yeah, i figured that- like with them, I figured it was just like disrupting the generic standards of relationships. Like there's there's hierarchical polyamory and non-hierarchical mm-hmm. polyamory. Relationship anarchy is kind of just like we do whatever we want and we we are who we are and we don't put any more weight on on everything. It's like it it is almost exactly what it sounds, right? Like they and I think very much like where the direction you were going of being like we may we disrupt the status quo. It is it is not just, you know, yeah. man, woman, heteronormative. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, I was going to say, like, that pinged for me, and on any other profile that would be a red flag, with them, I get the vibe, and I understand where it's coming from, so it's not really pinging. Uh, I really like it. It's got to be, like, a nine. They like TTRPGs. They like horror. They spooky. They knit. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a a great profile for me. I'm going to give it a 10. Ooh. Yeah, I thought you would. It's literally got everything, all of my green flags in there. Okay, this is another Tinder opening, if that's okay. Yeah. You're a judge. A woman comes in for exposing herself to a minor. The kid was a 13-year-old boy. He has cancer. It was his dying wish to see some titties. Is she guilty? Damn. Yes, she is. Or is she? I don't know. I didn't ask, I didn't ask you to answer the question. I'm going to answer the question, though. I, yeah, okay. 
What do you think? You don't want to know what I think because I'm going to answer and solve it all. Okay. So this is your last chance to guess before I fucking rock this shit out of the park. Okay. So there, your judge. Mm-hmm. Woman walks in. Yeah. She she's brought in because she exposed okay. herself to a minor. Uh-huh. Kid was 13 year old and who has cancer and it was his dying wish to see some titties. Is she guilty? Okay. I, I'm sure there's something I'm missing here. So so bust this wide open. Bust this nut all over. Well, the thing is, you're probably thinking of it like from a moral standpoint, right? Like, oh, is it okay? That that the morals and emotions have no place in a court of law. She did an illegal thing. She is guilty. Okay. Yeah. You know, she did the thing. She did the thing. She did do the thing. She did do the thing. And that's all there is to it, really. Speaking of all there is to it, that's going to wrap us up, y'all. Thank you very much for listening. We have news. We do. We announced it. It's exciting news. It's exciting news. Uh, February, Thursday, uh, the 16th, we will be doing a live show. We will be doing this, but in person, in front of people at Black Sheep Cocktail Bar in Liberty Village in Toronto. It is getting down to the wire for tables. We will probably still have room for for standing room and like mingling space. I think the bar is also still open, like the seating at the bar. But tables are, are going quick. So if you are in Toronto and you want to come check us out, we highly recommend making a reservation now. Yes. And it's going to be a lot of fucking fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. You you think we're unhinged on some episodes? Wait till you see us in person, unfettered, liquored up oh, with some beautiful cocktails. Yeah. It's going to get it's going to get spicy. It's going to be some energy and it's going to be good energy. It's going to be good vibes. Um so please uh, if you are in the area, or if you know people who are fans of the show in the area or people who aren't fans of the show and you want to introduce them and they're in the area, send them mm-hmm. over. We would love to to hang out. Also, if you have a question for the show, head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. Click the contact form. Just make sure you note somewhere in the question that you will be at the show so that we save it for the show and that we don't do it on the re- the recorded show and we save it for the live show. Yeah, 100%. And we love you guys. Thank you. Josh Eagle in the Harvest Cities, thank you. For their song, Paper Stars. Ready for some bad sex writing? Uh, have you heard about The Hidden and Unknown? Uh, no. So it's an indie game on Steam that was released, but it's $2,000 to play. Oh, yes. Yeah, the most expensive. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard what it's about? No. So it's one giant, like, MRA's wet dream, apparently. Uh, it's only two hours to finish it, and it starts with, like, an eight-minute, uncuttable, like, Star Wars-like you know, stream of words moving off into the galaxy that starts by saying most Western men today are feminine and incapable of taking the lead. There's an idea called the human cycle, which cannot be stopped as long as humanity continues to, to exist. It's been the case since the inception of civilization. However, with unprecedented advancements in science, things will not be the same as they used to be. Previously, only a small portion of people could afford to be weak, but the situation is different today. Most Western men are feminine, while most Western women today are masculine Men mistake being weak as being good, so they do not offend females. While women take on more masculine roles, their men are pathetic, weak, and incapable of taking the lead. So that goes on for eight minutes, and it's how the world is ending because men are pathetic and women are being forced to be masculine and failing. Cool. So I feel like that was made by someone who played The Last of Us 2 and got really angry. <laughs> it's like, I'll make my own game. Yeah, I like how... They literally said they did their own research on men and women and uh, that they do believe that men are generally weak and that the world will, you know, <laughs> get worse and worse. So there you go. Can't argue with that. It's a $2,000 video game. That's true. Yeah. 
<laughs> My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Nas Bain. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs>